0: I remember we were about to go out on stage one day and the guy, our label manager, came to us and he had a magazine in his hand. And he said, guys, you want the good news or the bad news? And we said, give us the bad news. And uh, we were just about to go on stage in a big show. There was like 10 12,000 people outside. <laughs>
1: back to the living banter podcast we're gonna get straight into it because we have a great guest so get ready he's amazing amazing singer incredible songwriter making waves for over 20 years as one of south africa's most successful rock acts this man is iconic the lead singer of prime circle it's ross Liamont. how are you how you doing man hey good
0: guys good new man we're doing good we're doing good
2: so i'm gonna kick this off with the first question so you guys are set to play the Ticket uh, the ticket Pro Dome on the 28th of February at 4 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, 4 p.m. Yes. yes. So Four I seven. read in the Instagram post that that was kind of the place that launched your career. Could you give us a little bit more detail as to why that is?
0: Yeah, so we, we'd, we'd been signed. It took us years. We were driving back and forth to Joburg and finally got signed by a record label, and we recorded a song called Hello!, and Mm -hmm. uh it took another year and a half for them to actually playlist the song and eventually the song went on radio and it became really big but like Mm -hmm. one of the hardest parts for as any musician in this in this world is to associate yourself with a song if people know the band Mm -hmm. name then Mm -hmm. they know your name of the band it goes to that song yeah so we we Mm -hmm. hadn't made that jump yet so we performed on the birds of prey tour with live uh the label got us the gig and we opened up for live and uh suddenly people went oh that's the song and it was mm, like yeah. we saw the crowd suddenly change in our favor it was amazing suddenly you just see everyone start smiling and they started singing along and uh, that was the moment that changed our lives you know nice i can imagine so yeah awesome. definitely eh? yeah it must have been yeah,
2: definitely yeah. yeah for
0: sure there was, still yeah. Footage, uh, there was still footage of that show that we we wanted to get yeah. because everyone just uh well, everyone got on the shoulders and uh Took their shirts off. Uh, it was quite an amazing, <laughs> amazing moment. Amazing. Yeah, uh, I can imagine that being like
1: that. That's when you thing? know the feelings, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> that's lovely. Just, you know,
2: when the females start taking off their top, it's like, when the girls start taking off their top, you're like, okay, hold on. I'm pretty sure we're trying to film yeah. something here. Yeah, Could you like <laughs> chill that out for like three like, yeah. seconds?
0: Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. An ocean of breasts. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah i'm not no comment clear the first yeah let's go let's move along yeah. from that clear the first. Yeah. yeah so when you're
1: writing your amazing songs what's going through your mind like what's your creative process with them
0: um we always try and uh make something that might last longer than a minute you know Um uh, mm-hmm. we try and think yeah. of something that it, the, these songs might uh you know affect someone and and uh have a moment with somebody i think with us we've mm-hmm. always been more and uh like kind of be an anthemic kind of rock band you know because we yeah our thing is we want to play live more than anything Mm. so we're a live touring band Mm. first and foremost so we try and write music that we can uh the people will want to sing along with and 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 sort of have a moment with you know yeah definitely you can
1: definitely pick that up from your music Mm, yeah Yeah, something that people can
0: relate with
2: yeah yeah Mm. so speaking about live shows you've Obviously, through your entire career, st- shared the stage with a lot of people. Who have you been the most starstruck by if you've, you know, met them at like a festival in Germany or across the world?
0: I think it was Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Oh, uh, we were, yeah. we, we played, it was one of the biggest shows of our lives. Uh, we played in Dubai in the middle of the desert. And I think we got the gig just because we were South African and they were, they were making a, a show Jesus. from all over the world. So they wanted to get bands from every country, which I, th- mm. I still feel this gig should have had more metal, South African metal bands. I'm a big fan of mm. South African metal. And I think mm. that uh, the South African metal deserves a bigger break, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. So we got this yeah. gig uh, with a lot of metal bands. It was like In Flames was there. And
2: mm,
0: yeah, uh, Iron Maiden was the, the headline. And Incubus yeah. was on the bill. Wow. And uh, backstage, all the guys were fine. They were hanging out with Incubus and they were talking to them. And I just could not... Get the courage to speak to him,
2: oh, and my, my dad, dad yeah. coming
0: backstage and stealing all the beer and taking it out to the crowd, <laughs> yeah. and just it was like the Robin Hood of of alcohol because my dad oh, my was word. running backstage <laughs> and stealing like like tens and twenties of beers yeah. and oh, running out word. because beer in Dubai is so expensive, and he was just passing oh, it out jeepers. to the crowd. Man. That's what crazy. Too. And I, yeah, yeah, I was terrified to speak to Brandon Boyd. Oh, oh well. Oh, uh, you know, at least
2: you like were in the same vicinity as him, so it's nice to you yeah. Know, yeah. meet your heroes. I touched his face. shoulder
0: at the end to try and speak to him, but he was go- already walking away, and it was too late. My moment oh. was
2: gone. Oh. That is rough. will come, come again. will
0: come again. Yeah,
2: yeah. Dang.
1: So, during these times of the pandemic, as we know, how have you guys adapted as a band, or you as a songwriter, as a singer? How have you gone through COVID? On what is your working space and your your work habits that changed so far?
0: Um, it's been pretty like everyone else. I think um, mm. it's like it, it's like the moment sucked a lot of that kind of inspiration out of the air for a while. So I mean, yeah. I, I was I was expecting to take some time uh, like uh, to just go and be more creative, but I think it uh, like I there was a t- I just took a lot of time off as well, just like not being mm. a musician and trying not to be an artist for a while um and just not be in a band so that was kind of cool for a little while and then sort of like it's that it sort of take longer and longer and longer and i think the frustration of all of us is now building up we try tried mm. to be creative with the online stuff like everyone else and yeah. down mm. to the point where we've thrown like some amazing uh, like pyro at shows and try to throw yeah. a show that people would get mm. the experience and, and uh, so this one and, and like this one now music in empty spaces is, is it's sort of like a, an ode to the venue and an ode to a mm, time yeah. when people could play music to people, and uh, just something to try and like sort of make an income again. Uh, yeah, all right. of the crew and all of the guys, even behind the scenes, I think, are mm. really struggling. But at the same time, you can yeah. see in their eyes the passion is still there. Mm. They're so grateful mm. and so happy that's to be awesome. wor- working a show again. Yeah. So that, that's the cool yeah. thing. Love that uh, the online stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm. and I could definitely understand that because I remember. Really? I was starting out, like, gigging. I played at this one place in, I think it was Observatory, and it was the first time I'd played one of my original songs live. And literally, that was right before COVID. Like, I mean, I think it was a week or two after that, the first case hit South Africa. And it was, you know, it was absolutely crazy how um, everything just locked down. And I had plans to actually, like, properly get an album done, and now it's like... Well, the album's coming out it's just like you know
0: you and me both mate you and me yeah. both i i just i was writing in nashville in january i was working with a lot of songwriters oh, and then i was like wow. planning on this big release and then uh, i'd spent a lot of money on on doing all this stuff no and then more. suddenly like uh, this whole the world ended so that yeah. i mean that's kind of yeah. cool yeah thanks for that
2: <laughs> yeah but anyways kind of moving away from you know COVID and all that So since you have such a long, such a lot of songs, like I think it's seven studio albums. How do you put all that together and like make a set? And have you ever like gone back to the first album and like pulled something out that you're like, we haven't actually played this in like forever. Let's give it a try.
0: Yeah, uh, we're doing that at the moment. These kind of rehearsals are for that, but like, it's weird. Like we're, we're bringing out songs and some of them are just, I, I was such a, it was so adolescent. I was such a youngster mm. that, like, I, I laugh at some of the lyrics. Like, I, I cannot <laughs> believe that I wrote such sh- songs. You know I And it's true, you, you got to write a lot of bad songs to get to the good ones. Uh, but we yeah. recorded a lot of bad ones as well. Mm. So it's kind of funny. Like, I was actually laughing at it today about, like, we were busy with one of the songs and, I just turned to the band. I said, this, I can't believe how bad this is. And I, <laughs> I refuse to play this song. So there's a few, a few like yeah. that, picking up some and then trying to reinvent some of them. And, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a constant battle to try and be better and impress yourself, yeah. I think, because your, ta- your taste always mm-hmm. improves and then your skill has to catch up. And I think that's the hardest part about music is that that's why you're constantly in that flux of, it, with any creativity, even if it's yeah. art or anything, yeah. you, you're constantly chasing, you're trying to catch up to your taste level. Yeah. but your, your skill level is, is dragging behind. So it's a pain in that. So Oh, well,
2: you yeah. kind of do what you got to do to get the show moving along, I suppose.
0: To get it get moving along. Rolling. Yeah, but it, by doing that, we have handpicked a few songs and you know, put the set list together. It gets tricky, though. It does get tricky. Mm.
2: Yeah, I can definitely imagine.
0: For sure. But how have you, throughout the years,
1: you've been playing music for quite a while now, how throughout the years have you kept the passion for it and the zeal to wanting to keep growing the band and growing the an audience? What makes you
0: want to do what you do? I think it's, uh, in the beginning, it was sort of like uh, just that, that trying to impress people and like, you know, you're having something to prove a lot more. And mm-hmm. then you, you sort of got to test that and then, and then, you know, like, butt your head against the wall and sleep on the ground and, you know, all those kind of things and and take okay. a, a, you know, play the shows and. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it booed on, on stage sometimes, and then eventually we get to the place. And then when we when we got we well, started touring Europe again, we had to say, "Are we going to sleep on the floor again and get booed and go through all that again?" Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah. sort of like just constantly pushing a goal for yourself and and the band mm-hmm. and and you know I mean it, it, there's that big dream that we all have I think and mm-hmm. I think even the Rolling Stones are still chasing something down you know yeah. like it's, it's some goal putting it in front of them yeah. you know. Yeah.
2: And I know you mentioned Incubus earlier, but who were some of your biggest inspirations as a band, you know, way back in the day when you guys first formed?
0: I think we got signed based on the fact that Nickelback was pretty big. Uh, and like, this is before everyone, everyone hated Nickelback, but it was like, we like Nickelback and Creed were like the biggest bands. And I think oh, yeah. our sound yeah. was like, sort of like, like a lot like Creed, we were trying to be like Creed and we were compared to Nickelback quite a lot, which, which oh, yeah. was quite an annoying thing in the beginning of our careers. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, yeah, we, we, we tried to Bush was always the band that I was, I was inspired by mm. and, and trying to push more to be more like Bush. Um, mm. really love that band, mm. and I still do. I mean, their albums, I'm glad they're still bringing out stuff. So, Bush mm. was always the band we try to be like, and then even, but I was always change my mind as a singer. Like, and the it used to drive the band, yeah. it still drives the band crazy because mm. one minute I'm a Spin Doctors fan, the next minute I'm like a black metal fan, yeah. and we've got to change our <laughs> whole style. And the next minute, that I'm into freaking like, yeah, opera. I don't know, mm. I keep yeah. changing my mind.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Because um, one of my biggest inspirations as a band and only recently, uh, you know, after I've kind of finished the album cycle of um, actually writing and producing and all that of an album, did I actually start working on an EP where I'm like, okay, cool. I want to do something that's completely like not what I did on the, fir- on the first like album. And one of the biggest it's people... Um, that I've looked up to is Bring Me the Horizon because of all their electronic elements in like the more metal scenes. So my question is, have you guys, because I know you guys have a keys player and you have a little bit of synthy elements here and there, but have you looked into like really intense stuff like them or how is that coming along?
0: I mean, I love that. I love the fact that they've like broken genre. Like I, I yeah. think that's cool. Like they, they do pop metal slash Mm -hmm. like hard, like they just do whatever they, whatever comes to mind. And it seems to be working because it's pissing Mm. off people and it's making new fans, which is, you know, that's, that's always a good balance. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, we've, 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 we've experimented with a lot of different things, but it's never, we've never released it. Uh, Mm. Neil Mm. is quite expressive and stuff like that, uh, with the band. And I think those kind of songs, maybe one day we, we should go a little bit more crazier, Uh, You know maybe you know, I think that's the thing is like we're always trying to find a new sound as well for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've never tried to stick in one thing, even though Love we that. have a general kind of sound. Mm. But yeah, maybe yeah. we'll push it more. But I think Bring Me the Horizon is one of the bands that definitely has uh really really mastered that blend, you know, that, that mix together. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Mm.
0: Totally. I mean, why, Love else that band. I look up
2: to, why else would I look up to them if they hadn't, so you good. know.
0: So you yeah, also, you must do, yeah you must do a do a song with Dale you'll do a song he, Dale is really into that uh, yeah and he's an amazing metal drummer as well so go go to the studio he's just launched a studio he built one during lockdown so go yeah. and spend man. some time with
2: Dale. i do is it in joburg right
0: it is yeah it's just I'll have to catch a flight you know? I'll have to catch a flight. <laughs> I, come and do it spend a week with him it'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
2: because awesome. I also like learned how to... like I blew out my voice. like I think it was maybe a month or so ago because I hadn't been screaming properly for a while. And then I got back into yes. the loop of it and then I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine. I need to relearn how to do this. And it, I went through such yeah. a massive process only to find out the only reason my previous screaming technique was hurting me so much is because I was compressing too much on my throat and not enough on my... Um, on my yeah Diaphragma. on my yeah on my diaphragm, okay. and that's why I'd completely blown out my voice. It was ridiculous because I remember I did a cover of your guys' song, "Um, Never Gonna Bring Us Down," and like yeah. the, that was like my old screaming technique. And I was like, yeah. I need to get back to that because I liked how I did the lows mm. there. And I redid it, and yeah. you know, re yeah, relearned how to scream essentially. And Well, there you go. Yeah. i always loved screaming. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever tried it, though?
0: Like, I did it on the to. end of a song called Stay at Home. I've done a scream, but I'm not big. I, I've always loved it. I used to play in Whitbank at a place called The Rock Cafe. It's gone now, mm. but it was a great venue. There was a, there was a band called Underbelly. And mm. the guy, he's still around in the scene, but he had the best scream I've ever heard in my life. He, he, just, he didn't have a great singing voice, but when he came to screaming, it was just mm. incredible. It yeah. was the best stream ever. Yeah. yeah, I can see Yeah, there's always like those
2: underground guys who have something up their sleeve, you know? Yeah, yeah. 100%.
1: Loved it. Mm. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, I'm always curious to hear about this. How do you, um, as a singer-songwriter, or even as Prime Circle, how do you guys deal with negativity? Or when you get booed
0: on stage, how do you come back from that? that or how do you push past that? It's hard, man. I remember we were about to go out on stage it one day and the guy, a label manager came to us and he had a magazine in his hand. And he said, guys, yeah. you want the good news or the bad news? And we said, give us the <laughs> no. bad news. He said, you've, you've got a very bad review. This guy's written the worst no. shit about you. And I said, oh, what's yeah. the good news then? And he said, well, that means that you, 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 you're getting bad reviews. You know, people are, are mm-hmm. listening to you and yeah. there's, there's people are getting opinions. So you're not going to please everybody. But it was a freaking bad. It was a bad review. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it, we were just geez. about to go on stage in a big show. There was like 12,000 people outside. But it was kind of yeah. cool at the same time. You, you got to take it with its with its punches. As long as you can mm. be a friend to yourself, mm. I think. Uh, and it mm. can be in when you're in a creative space. It gets very hard to be your own friend. Uh, mm. You know, yeah. because like again, because you're constantly chasing your your taste versus skill level. And I yeah. think that it's. Uh, wow. You gotta just, uh, in the end, you gotta love what you do and, and be able to stand in a room in your underpants and and be able to not care. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, especially in a South African, a South African culture, we we worry too much about that. I think mm-hmm. we we there should be a lot more of us in the in the mm-hmm. creative world, uh, throwing caution right, to the okay. wind. Yeah. yeah. So I think you know, bad reviews is, is never easy, man, and people saying shit or whatever. But yeah, it's something we have to deal with as, you know what, if you're putting yourself out there, if it doesn't happen, then then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Mm. And totally. as a South Still African
2: gone. artist, uh, what have you found with the biggest challenges in the music industry right now, or not right now, I would say, but as your career has come along?
0: <laughs> Finding venues, I think, and we're running out of them. I think now, mm. especially it's going to be harder for anyone Uh, newer bands uh, like sort of to find venues i think we're going to have to consistently be creative and at that Mm -hmm. i mean that's always been the case Uh, to get into venues as a band initially is hard but now to find them Mm. so we're essentially going to have to build our own industry uh pushing the online stuff more you guys are doing it by doing podcasts like this and actually Mm. giving Mm. giving a about musicians in this country and giving people a, a platform so i think
1: Mm. more of
0: this i think that's the thing that's needed is more of this kind of stuff and more interest i think the the country the people need to show their interest more in in music and and go and try and find stuff and it's not great yeah Yeah. so i think Mm. the biggest the hardest part for us was that and and also gap Mm. getting between that void between people knowing your music and knowing who you are that's very Mm. very tricky yeah Yeah. so
2: tricky yeah that's a that's kind of a interesting step because like a lot of people who mm. are fans of the of the music are also fans of the people. So because I mean you basically like pour your soul into songs like every time you pick up a yes. pen and paper to write one. So another like question kind of bouncing off that is, and this is one I've actually asked before. Uh, what was the most difficult album to write, and what's the story behind Evidence. it? Evidence. Evidence. Yeah. Evidence.
0: Um, I think Evidence was difficult because we had a lot of, uh, we were being sued. We had, uh, oh, there wow. was a lot of in-house politics with the band because of uh, just, we'd been on the road. We were playing mm-hmm. like 220 shows or something. We played 200 you shows that year. Cheap, and yeah. our manager and Mental. our agent at the time were phoning every day and they were fighting with each other. And we were begging them to like, please not like, uh, give us bad blood, but they were just—it was just mm. there was so much arguments going on, and we'd lost a lot of cash and just everything at that time. You know, it was just before yeah. we were gonna—we fired our manager as well. So it oh, was a like so much. It was such like a a balancing act, uh, and then I think that's why evidence yeah. has got a little bit more. Uh, there's a mm. bit more aggression on that record as well. Yeah, I, mean, I can definitely balance, feel that. Yeah, there's always ballads on Prime Circle records. I think the next one mm. we're gonna bring out an album. Without any balance, we're gonna
2: okay. we're gonna make a,
0: a law, Come like on. a rule, we'll just bring out a rock a rock book album. Or an okay. electronic metal album. Who
2: knows? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come that on, would be, Guys that would be limited. rude. Love that. Yeah.
0: The world already ended. We can do what we want now. <laughs> yes. yeah, 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 we're on the show now.
2: We're on the yeah, show, it's exactly. fine. We're just living in a post human survival horror. If you get that exactly <laughs> But yeah. So another question I'm going to ask is, you said you listen to a lot of different things, but what's one of the weirdest things you've like listened to and actually been like, oh, maybe we should try something like this.
0: Like I love, like I've listened to some weird shit, like Richard Cheese. I don't know if you know him. He does all those like metal covers in, and okay. in, like smoking jackets. <laughs> Just listen to Richard Cheese. He does smoking like a lot Jack- of covers of Smack My up and he does all those kind of things <laughs> Dang. but he does it in like a lounge singer uh kind of oh, barbie's funny right but yeah I, I, there's also a band called the start they're like from mm. norway and they're like Ooh. they're very weird i really like them to start mm, with two yeah. a's oh, a very yeah. weird band but fantastic yeah yeah especially from but norway yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, i think they're from norway or something like that you know they eat reindeer yeah. they eat bambi <laughs> and then yeah what uh, yeah some of that stuff and then uh yeah like i don't know like go through some old vinyls and listen to some weird there and, and and like classic fm that mm. there's some weird mm. on there every now and then you know. mm. but i i enjoy it
2: mm, fair enough whatever tickles oh, your man. fancy you know Dang. at the time yeah yeah, yeah. for sure mm. <laughs> It is, it is played, what it is, yeah, yeah
1: hmm. totally. And you have played all across the world. Um, but where has been your favorite
0: place that you have played so far, and why so? I think, uh, I think Germany has been amazing, ba- based on the fact that we've played a lot of like castles and stuff like that. You know, like Ooh. you play these yeah. old ruins, yeah. and we did it. We did a tour with Three Doors Down, and we we oh, played man. this this thing called this the Citadella. And it was a, mm. a castle yeah. with a motor around it, and mm. you had to go over oh, a drawbridge, like full-on drawbridge yeah. would drop, and then Jesus. you could drive into the castle. And we played. It was like, and you could do these warm-ups, like I was doing my like rehearsals and warming up my voice mm. in the like the catacombs. You know what I mean? Like,
2: oh, my word. it was incra-
0: it was like just a crazy yeah. place, you know? Like, it's phenomenal. Up, with so much history. yeah, so much history. Mm. And that's, and obviously yeah. London. London as well. I, I think Ooh. playing Camden Town and playing those kind mm. of like, mm. like places with a lot of rock history, you know, where, mm, where the yeah. Clash started and all those kind of bands. It's yeah. just amazing to be plugged into them, you know?
2: Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah. I'm just Must like, be so amazing. Can't, I just clock it over that drawbridge thing. Cause I'm thinking that would be a massive like PA nightmare, you know, like a yeah. yeah, yeah. drawbridge, like surely at some point, see. yes, surely at it some point it's going to be like some Someone just driving over with some bucky or something and just tilts down ever so slightly, you know. Sheesh. Like, yeah, yeah. Would, would there be anyone who would sue for know. like just getting a bump on their car or something? Like, geez. yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. and kind of switching like, oh, uh, like kind of off track. Is what is one of the like dodgiest places you performed at? <laughs>
0: uh, we played, uh, yeah, Germany. Oh, there was this cool. venue in Germany as well, like. We were on tour, but like they just filled up as many dates. So we got to like mm. it was the outskirts of Germany, and uh, there was like I think about six people showed up to the gig, oh, and Jesus. there was this guy like he was he was like really pissed off, like he was every time anyone took like something <laughs> from some yeah, like a cool drink or something. He was watching us like you bastards, <laughs> you know, because we didn't we didn't sell tickets and there was no one mm. at the show, and oh, we were like word. he was like seeing oh, us man. put cool drinks in our bags, you know, like bastards oh yeah yeah oh that sounds that, that like was a, pretty a, dodgy yeah that sounds like a nightmare. Jeez. yeah yeah it was, it was yeah yeah you know you're doing better when you start to see less dicks drawn on the walls backstage oh, oh yeah And you're getting into like bigger more prolific venues you know you, oh, yeah. you know you're yeah. getting into like amphitheaters and bigger things you know yeah. like when you're playing it like there was a place called the hell bar and that's the one thing i, li- I do like about uh, i love about germany is that you can play with a folk band, a thrash metal band, a rock mm. band, and they're all on the same night, and people are open to see every style. You know, mm. like, watch, the yes, guy's like cool. a dead mouse hanging from his nose as a nose ring kind of oh, thing. Oh, my word. Watching. No, that's not real, but, I mean, <laughs> just, like, really <laughs> I was like, wait people a minute. Watching, <laughs> watching, watching Prime Circle. So, you know, you never know what you're yeah. going to
2: get. Yeah, I can imagine. Totally. I, here. Yeah, because I, I when I performed at that place in um did I say Woodstock? I think it was Observatory. Woodstock. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Wood, was it Woodstock? I can't remember. You weren't there, right? It was right? Woodstock. Was it Woodstock? Okay. Um, I think one of the biggest things there was that, and this is kind of what I like about the area of like Woodstock and Observatory is. There's just so many different places to play at there. And there's also like mm. so many different types of people there that go there that are open so to nameless. like different styles of music, you know? That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. it's nice
0: that it's eclectic and people are like that. Mm. Like hippies are great people.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you yeah, to call a them lot hippies, of things. you know? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, what my they- mum's... A- my mom's Mum's a hippie, like they'll listen to anything, you know, like she, she's a she's a closet like m and m fan and you know oh, <laughs> <works>. <laughs> yeah. well, Ross, thank you so much for joining.
1: I just wanted to thank ask you. as we wrap up, yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. Any advice that you'd give to aspiring singers or songwriters? What did you say to them?
0: Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't give up. I'm joking. Yeah. listen i think if it's a calling to you and it's something that you you know it's something that you need to do and it's something you know uh try and do it for the right reasons like i think if mm-hmm. you know you want to say something and try and create something uh try not try not to sort of just put to try, try not do something just for the sake of doing it you know mm-hmm. try and create something beautiful and worthy and uh if there is any contracts that you get, make sure that you pay the money to get a a lawyer to look at it properly because Mm. we got, you know, we really got handed to us a few Mm. times. And I think that it's also like uh, try and cherish it, you know, like those gigs and lying on the floor Mm. is, is actually the stuff that I remember more than the fancy restaurants and fancy hotels, Mm. you know, so it's just enjoy it, you know, and just try and Mm. create really cool stuff, you know, and read the, conference yes. with a lawyer yes yeah, yeah make yeah. sure yeah. that and I think last thing I say as well and again this goes out to everybody but I think as South African musicians but everyone in the world like uh, you got to believe in yourself sooner I think it's always mm. like we always say maybe I'll get better and then I'll like you know what I mean just believe mm. in yourself uh, sooner and just get it done because the time is quick man yeah you know but yeah. the world's ended anyway, so we can do what we want. So let's go for it.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, it's our time There to it shine. is.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Great last words. Mm. And Ross, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. To so our audience you out there, go. Anxious. Yeah, it's been so good. Go check out mm. Ross's socials. Go send him some love. Got some good things in the pipeline. Check it out and support him. And just like and subscribe to the channel. Send a review. Rate us five stars. Thank you so much once again for watching. Cheers, guys.